Brews Day Tuesday, everybody. My name is Caroline King, and you're listening to Bitch Beer. joining today. I have such a special episode today. So this past Sunday, October 10th, was Mental Health Awareness Day. So I thought it was the perfect opportunity to discuss mental health. This is something that is on the top of everyone's mind right now. Mental health has been suffering and struggling across everybody and it's something that I'm really happy to be able to talk about. So I couldn't think of a better guest than Micah Whiting. She is a licensed professional counselor here in Georgia. She's absolutely amazing, so talented, has so many specialties. And the reason I know all of this is because she is my therapist. So I figured the best way to tackle this was just to be as open and authentic about my own journey. I think that it's very important for us to be open with our mental health and talk about it. Um, And one of the things we talk about today, we talk about taking away the stigma of mental health and discussing it. It's so important for us to talk to each other. We also talk about what to talk to your friends about versus your therapist and who should go to therapy, daily habits for your good mental health, and alcohol. This is a beer podcast. Talk about alcohol, how to use it responsibly, and when to take a break if you need to. And then we do a mental health check-in, you know, when you need to check on yourselves and others. And then also, big part of this episode, I can't do an episode about mental health without being authentic and honest about my own mental health journey. So I will be sharing some just personal things about myself, um, just to be open and honest about it. I've suffered from anxiety and depression pretty much my entire life, and only the past few years did I start taking control of my mental health by going to therapy. It's been the best thing I've ever done. And, you know, just day-to-day mental health is so important, taking care of yourself and just checking in with yourself. But then sometimes trauma happens, and we do discuss a recent trauma that I went through. And before I start talking about that, I am just going to be honest about what happened. I'm not going to name names, anything like that. It's not about calling anyone out. It's just being authentic with what I went through. And... What happened to me, um, my now ex-boyfriend, he works in the industry, he cheated on me. I thought he was the love of my life, and he cheated on me with a woman from another brewery while they were doing a collaboration brew, and it had been going on behind my back for a while. I had no idea, and once it all came to life, I, I was shocked. I was shocked. It was a trauma I've really never felt before, just betrayal, you name it everything. And it was just such a punch in the dick, you know, um, no other way to say it. Um, but we, we, we do discuss it and talk about like how cheating isn't about you. It's about the other people involved. And really my need for bringing this up is when I was going through it and still going through it, I felt so lost and alone even though I had a therapist, I still felt like I was the only one going through this and nobody else had felt this sort of pain before. So I want to be open and honest about it. So that way, if anybody else is going through it or has been through it, you know that you're not alone and it does 
happen and you know you can get through it because there were times when I didn't think I could and yes you're gonna hear me cry today that's okay I cry over everything but I just have to be open and authentic I love everybody that listens to this podcast and I appreciate you all so much and the only thing, the best thing I can do for you is just be open and authentic with my journey. Um, I will not be responding to messages or DMs or anything like that. If anybody asks names, anything like that, again, this is not about calling people out. This is about being honest and authentic with my own journey. So I hope you all enjoy this episode. It's very special to me. And if you are going through something similar, send me an email. If you went through it and you got over the hump, send me an email. Send me something encouraging with a beer recommendation. <laughs> because it's hard even though it's you know it's it's hard to get through it and if you need advice yourself send me an email and I'll give you the advice that I have so far if I can if there's anybody I can help through this I'm, I'm happy to do it so I hope you all enjoy this episode thank you Okay. We are here. I have on Zoom my therapist, Woo! one of my favorite humans on the planet. If you could please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. My name is Micah Whiting, and I uh, am residing in Atlanta, Georgia, for anybody who's wondering where I'm located. Um, I provide sessions virtually right now just because of COVID safety and just easy for everyone. Um, but I am licensed in the state of Georgia and I can also extend my services outside of the state. Um, I've been a therapist for going on 10 years. Gosh. Plus I do count grad school because we have to practice in grad school. Mm -hmm. So I count that time. Um, but I am a proud alum of Spelman college. That's where I went for my undergraduate nice. education. And then I went to a really cool program that's out here in Atlanta called Richmond graduate university. Um, and they changed their name. I forget what the original name was, but it's a grad program that only specializes in therapy. Um, and they do both. They do faith-based counseling, and then they also just do regular training um, in therapy. And so I have my master's in marriage and family counseling, um, but my experience and specializations are vast. Um, so I work with uh, individuals, adults, families, adolescents, um, and have a background in women's issues, trauma, depression, drug abuse, anxiety, all of the, you know, favorites, um, <laughs> including um, self-esteem, eating disorders, um, relationship conflict, you know, just a little bit of like literally a hodgepodge of whatever you could think of that people are just dealing with on a daily basis. That That is definitely my line of work, um, but a lot of experience in trauma and, um, drug abuse actually wow that's I mean I so I've been going to you for like what eight months now eight yeah it's going so by so fast I know it's going by so fast and it's just been like being able to check in with you every week is yes. such an important part of my week and just being able to be like okay here's what we worked on last week and here's what mm -hmm. we can do right now and then mm -hmm. moving forward and so it's just such a special thing. And I know you're always so busy being able to do these sessions virtually. And, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and so I just think it's just, I just am so grateful that you're coming onto the podcast to discuss it because I think mental health is just something 
that is so stigmatized, but yes, more and more people are talking about it, which is great. Mm-hmm. And that's why I wanted to talk about it here because just yeah. being upfront and honest about everyone needs help. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and so maybe like, let's just go into like some mental health basics. So mm-hmm. like, what are some ways to kind of like take away that stigma from mental health and mm-hmm. be more open about it? Yes. Well, first, let me just say thank you so much for just making this topic, you know, important on your podcast. I know you guys talk about a lot of fun things on here and this is fun too, but it also gets a little deep, you know? Um, So thank you for just creating that platform. Um, One, I want to say that we, I feel like we are hearing this more, but I just want to bring that out again, that mental health is a part of our overall well-being. So, you know, your mind is just as important as your body, your emotions and the way you handle life is important, just as important as your physical self. A lot of times we separate the two as if like our head has just like been, you know, detached from the rest of our body. So when we go to the doctors, you know, we're only talking about what's going on with our ailments and physically, but our mental health is just as important. So one, remember that just as important as it is to go see the dentist, it's important to do a mental health check-in with yourself. Um, And the other piece with the stigma is that, you know, I've heard, you know, you go to counselors and it's like, well, they just don't get you. Or I feel worse, you know, after I've talked to somebody and not better, or I feel like all the counselors I've met are just crazy and, you know, kind of hokey, <laughs> you know, and it's just like, why the hell am I here? Um, <laughs> there are a couple. And cause remember when I told you, cause I did go to one therapist yeah, a few years yes, ago yes. and she was a hypnotist and each yes. time I just felt so bad because I literally would just fall asleep and I remembered nothing. Like I got nothing out of it. And she's yes. like, don't you feel so great growing through your inner child? And I'm like, I just took a nap. I'm sorry. Like, I feel so great having this nap that I just finished with the inner child. I haven't met her yet. <laughs> exactly. And so it that's exactly my point. Exactly. It happened. So I also want to say that it's perfect segue to my next point, which is like, don't give up just because the first few times or the first time is just not what you thought it would be. It's again, the same as finding like a good doctor or finding a good mechanic or finding, you know, a good house cleaner. Like sometimes you just got to go through a few people yes. finding a good bar. You know what I mean? Finding a good restaurant. It's the same. Sometimes you just have finding to go a through good beer, finding a good <laughs> beer. Yes. With all the qualities they're in, that is the same thing. Sometimes you just got to try a couple. Right. Yeah. And so don't clo- be closed off guys to the idea of therapy just because you know the first time seems a little weird it really is about finding your fit and i want to highlight just a couple things real quick like when you're looking for your fit you just want to think about what's important to you you know does this person present you know with the energy as we kind of talk nowadays over is like the energy the vibe you know do they present with that vibe that feels like they're they could be connected with you Um, are you being open and willing? Cause a lot of times we come in like with a guard up, like, oh, okay. So show me what, like, what are you going to do for me? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, you know, remember a therapist is a human too. (laughs) They can't just make magic appear. They are not, you know, the fairy godmother in Cinderella. So there's no bippity boppity boom happening over here. So (laughs) please be mindful that you may not be ready too. you know, sometimes when you go in saying, I'm, I, I need this help. And then you're not open to, you know, to receiving that. And so sometimes you'll find that you might need to come back, like wait a few, wait a little while longer, mm-hmm. come back when you're a little more open. Um, so keep that in mind. And then also, again, like if they don't align with the things that you believe in things that are just really important to you, um, 
or an issue that you're really dealing with that you need them to kind of specialize in, that's okay. You know, all therapists are equipped with some general knowledge about things, but then there's also specialists out there that are waiting for you to find them so they can help you with that specific need. So be okay with the search. Yeah. And I feel like I hit the jackpot with you, obviously, because I, like, I I have like I've, I've been going to therapy on and off for a while. And then, yeah, I had the one hypnotist therapist. I had another therapist that was like very holistic yeah. and uh, wanted uh-huh. me to take like mushrooms or something. And I was like, oh, oh cool. Looks psychedelic. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> all right. Well, I'll uh, I'm going to go somewhere else. <laughs> Come with me to the mountains. Yes. <laughs> It, it takes so it does take a while and um so just being able to mm-hmm. find somebody that meshes with the, your personality and mm-hmm. like I feel like us like it's like talking to a friend every week but you're a professional and you can give me actual tools instead of you know discomfort <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah instead of um yeah instead of other things that I mean some I mean I have some amazing friends that give me great yeah advice, but, you know it's not fair to rely on our friends for that kind of advice all the exactly time. <laughs> exactly it's so true and then and oh, then yeah speaking of that so like what are some good things like what are some things that you can talk to your friends about mm-hmm. what are some things that are more appropriate to bring to your therapist like what yeah. what are your thoughts on that yeah I, I I personally I'm very um what's the word person-centered right I'm that's the type of therapy I style I have you'll hear people talking about like what's your therapy style what's your approach I'm I am de- definitely very person-centered very all about like what am I picking up from you and then let's go off of kind of how you like to approach things how you like to approach life to to speak to your needs because again it's about you right so I'm not going to be able to help you if you're not understanding or translating what I'm saying in a way that makes sense to you so going back to with like friends you know you speak we naturally reach out to our friends because they get us in a way you know that no one else does right totally okay to do that um I think it's just when it gets to like the depth of an issue where, okay, I've gotten the comfort, I've maybe gotten some good advice, but now I'm trying to figure out how to apply this in my life, that a therapist is a great person to do that with. One, because they're more objective, you know, your friends, um, they can try to be objective, but they're like subconsciously even going to come from a, you know, subjective place. And when I say that, I mean, they're coming from previous knowledge, previous, you know, opinion, previous, you know, judgment of kind of like how you've been, what you what you do, your patterns. And even though that is actually a really great place to get some like insight and wisdom, it can also be very, um, it can also be very, uh, what's the word, challenging and kind of create like a space where you're not feeling heard, you're not being seen, you know, with room to grow. <laughs> it's kind of like limiting. That's the word I was looking for, limiting. Mm. So with a therapist, it creates a space where there's just opportunity for things you didn't even think about or that your friends wouldn't even have considered because you're, you're able to kind of be analyzed and and be explored a little deeper than where your friends could even think to go. But also you're going to be open to addressing and looking at areas that even with your friends, you might not feel as comfortable doing because it's so personal. You know, we're talking with our friends. We're still thinking about boundaries and things that we may don't not ready, you know, to share with them. Um, and so with a counselor who, you know, doesn't know you has no skin in the game, you're just like, you know, you're, you're more of an open book. 
Right. So with, um, so that's important to think about too. But the other piece too, is again, boundaries. Like I just said with friends, like everything they is not necessary for them to hear, right? Like some things you need to keep personal and like really finish processing through. And then I find that once you're, once you've gotten that place where you have an understanding, then you can share it with them. Kind of like a testimony, you know, where you're like, Hey, I went through this period of time. I had this great revelation and I'm, you know, I'm here now. Usually I see that being the most helpful way to kind of bring them into that self-discovery, that process for yourself. You know, those are the times where I feel like look at the work you've done. Right. And now look how you can like help plant those seeds in your, your loved ones and your family and friends by sharing with them, like your growth. Um, you know, sometimes it's just not meant to share because you're just so broken and and figuring your own shit out. That's like, you don't have room to (laughs) even delve into that with them. Yeah. Those are the things to think about when it's like, okay, is this for my friends or is this something I really need to I, I love that perspective because it's such a um because I like we don't want to like burden our friends with mm-hmm. things we don't want to mm-hmm. burden them with things that they're not equipped to handle or give you advice for so I think that's such a good thing to be like hey I you know what for the past six months I was talking to my yep. therapist and I was going yep. through this depression and I'm on the other I'm kind of getting on the other side of it but just making you aware as my friend like this yeah. is happening or even like while you're going through it like hey like, yeah you know, sorry, I didn't respond to your text. I'm going through a lot of depression, working with a professional, mm-hmm. so you don't worry your friends. But yeah, I so they know you have cool. that support. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And again, that's the whole point, Caroline. You got it head on the nail. Like it's the support. You want to make sure that you are utilizing them as a support system, right? Which is pivotal, right. you know, in in the work you're doing therapeutically too. So it all works together. Yeah. And it's especially with, you know, like, and we can get into this a little later, but like the things that I've been going through the past couple Mm -hmm. of months, like all of my friends are making sure like, Hey, like, do you, I'm glad that you're, um, getting help. Like, Mm -hmm. do you have the help that you need? Like people are understanding that what has been happening is really tough, but you know, just checking in that I have professional support, which is just so important to do. And it it makes me love my friends even more that they're making sure Sure. that I'm taking care of in a professional Mm -hmm. way. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then, so what would you say are some like daily habits for people to, to have good mental health? Yes. Okay. Actually my little handy dandy list here. So I want to make sure I didn't forget. So as I said before, I'm really like, I'm, well, I don't know if I said this before or not, but I'm very like holistic minded, but I'm still also very like, keep it real. Like, let's, yeah. let's do what works. <laughs> like, let's not be hokey. Um, so <laughs> what I'm going to say is, is the same approach that I take with my clients guys, when I'm like meeting with even Caroline, these are things I've said to her. So one remembering again, that like our mental health is our health. Right. Mm-hmm. And so how I'm treating my body is always like a key piece in your daily self, you know, your daily self-care, right? So am I eating crappy? You know, am I maybe drinking more than, you know, a few beers a day? (laughs) A couple of times a day. I mean, you know, um, am I eating well, you know, am I working out? Am I moving my body? Am I very sedentary? All those things really can make a difference from being depressed to actually having like a good mood you know, later in the day, it really can affect change in your mental health and your emotional well-being. So keeping those things in mind, paying attention to your body, right? Paying attention to how you're feeling. A lot of times um, 
that's why yoga and meditation are really helpful because it requires you to actually like tune out the rest of the world and take a second to just kind of like scan how you're feeling. Um, and a lot of times people will identify, you know, things that they didn't realize like, oh, I'm really tense in my shoulders or I'm really like my chest is, you know, my heart is being fast. Like what's going on? And all day they've been just going through the day and not paying attention to the fact that, you know, their heart is like literally about to beat out their bodies, you know, because they're anxious or worried and they just have a lot going on. So that's important. Um, what did I write? I wrote in ears. I can't read. Okay. Oh, watching your moodiness. So a lot of times, especially in the day and age we're living in now, you know, we can feel one way one second and the next we want to cuss someone out. Um, and that comes with life, but it is also a time where it's unnecessary and extreme and you just want to keep it in check. So be mindful guys, if you're feeling like you're having mood swings and you're, you're not your usual self, or you notice a friend has said something to you that wouldn't typically bother you, but all of a sudden now you're just like, pissed off, you know, about it, that could be a sign, you know, that you need to talk to somebody that you've got a lot going on that just needs to be addressed. And it doesn't mean that you're, you know, going to have a nervous breakdown. It just means there might be some unresolved feelings there that have nothing to do even with the friend. It could just be work stress, you know, and now my work stress is translating into how I am dealing with my, with other outside stressors. Um, um, and then the other thing I wanted to list just to throw out there was, just really be mindful guys of what we're taking in right now. There's so much going on in the world. Um, when you're reading things, when you're listening to the news, social media, um, anything, I mean, there's so many outside, um, distractions right. and things that are requiring our attention in some cases, but on, but in some, and others really don't. And we just need to be wise about choosing what we are like internalizing, right? Is it, do I need to take a break from maybe watching the news for just a second today? Maybe wow. instead of watching it all day or watching it first thing in the morning, I watch it, you know, do a little midday check and that's it. Or um, watching it at night, even though I wouldn't suggest that because sometimes people go to sleep and have crazy dreams. But the point is we are completely like bombarded, right? With media every day. And it's accessible to us literally at our fingertips. Mm. Um, so I just, and it, you know, it's so helpful. There's so much power in that. But with power, right, comes a lot of responsibility. Right. And so I just I want to encourage everybody just to be responsible with your own mental health by like watching, you know, how much you really engage into that and how much it's affecting you. Because a lot of times we say, oh, I'm just staying informed. And then we find ourselves literally with an anxiety disorder because we've stayed so informed that we've, you know, internalized all of the worry of the world. And it's now, you know, come on our shoulders. So that's that's so true and especially like with social media being right at our fingertips we can I mean I just I mean, I like me personally and these are tips that you've given me too like I mm -hmm. I will take Instagram and TikTok mm -hmm. off of my phone I'll do it mm -hmm. for like the week and sometimes I'll schedule my posts so that way it's like I can be more mindful about like using social media as a tool yeah. versus being like a product of it um right so, right. Cause it's, it's hard. It's hard not to scroll. Like I'll be like, Oh, I'll just take a little hard. five minute break here on TikTok five what? hours later. And I'm like, Same. It's dark outside. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I am definitely a perpetrator. <laughs> it happens. And it's so easy. It it's like so quick. And I just, yep. like my thumb starts cramping up and I'm like, Oh yep. gosh, I've got yep. to get a life. But 
it's just because I think we're trying to numb ourselves right now to all the so too. fucked up shit we've been going mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. the past, mm-hmm. you know, year and a half, two years. Yeah, two years. It's, it's too much. And then it is. Um, and then also one thing, because, you know, I do. It's a beer podcast. Um, yeah. I I have always been very um, reserved. I feel like I am pretty responsible with alcohol. Um, but. You know, there are sometimes when people are not, and right. I, I'm not going to be the judge of that for anybody. But um, so with alcohol, how do you mm-hmm. like to address alcohol with with your mm-hmm. clients, and how to use it responsibly, and then when to yeah. know, like take a break? Yeah. So I always like to describe like there's a difference between like an addict, right? A person who is dependent, like substance dependent, and an abuser. Mm-hmm. Usually, you like you have to go through kind of a a transition stage, right? So you're like a user, which is more like maybe you and me, you know, we'll have beer, wine, whatever, liquor, whenever we, whenever we feel like we need to. And within reason, right? So a user means I know when I'm, you know, too drunk. I know when I need to stop. I know when I'm at my limit. Um, and they're able to do that. Right. right. Um, you might even have a, a night where you go hard, but you, you know, the next morning you're like, whoa, like let's, that was good for the week. Right. We yeah. had fun last, we had fun last weekend. Let's take a break this week. Right. Time for my coconut water. Pedialyte yes. <laughs> Correct. Okay. That is the thing. And a little BC powder for me. Ooh, I, BC I powder to... is life guys. Oh gosh. <laughs> I need that. Money. That and Pedialyte. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so That's when you're like within reason, right? You know how to manage yourself. Right. An abuser is kind of, that's the next level up is now I have my hangover, right? But I'm like hitting the na- hitting it back hard again, you know, Ooh. that day. I'm not giving my time, my body time to rest. And I'm just kind of making, I'm literally like scheduling liquor into my life. You know, I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm making good. room for that. Right. You know, Ooh. it's on the, it's on the budget, you know, I know. And I know some people are really like down to the, like, like minimal things on their budgets. But if you're like, man, I don't have enough to get beer today. Like, let's maybe weigh out, you know, priorities. So that's, that's where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> I have a beer budget, but also like I get to deduct beer from my taxes. But that's for work purposes. <laughs> exactly. Now that's true. Now that's less for, for my beer listeners who are owners of a brewery and have to like taste beer for a living or buy beer for a living, please, this does not count for you. <laughs> These are for my people who work nowhere near the industry right. and literally are just trying to figure out exactly. how to <laughs> Good point. And then the last level where we're worried about like addiction, guys, mm-hmm. that's where you're, you're dependent upon it. You literally can't function daily without it. Um, you find yourself, if you do have a time without it, just kind of like how people go through coffee withdrawals, you find yourself kind of moody, agitated, just not dealing with life well when you don't have it. And then the other big key factor, guys, is are you able to maintain your daily living like responsibilities and tasks? You know, are you getting up in the morning and doing all the things that we're supposed to do? You know, the brushing the teeth, the get, you know, doing your hair, the washing your body, putting on clothes, you know, leaving the house, like being functional, or are you, you know, kind of stuck in like a rut where you're kind of half-assed, you know, taking care of yourself, work is, you know, becoming um, not taken care of, it's not completed, lack of time with yourself, your kids, not yourself, with your family, your kids, you know, if you're married, your, your wife or your husband, things of that nature, when you notice those things like significantly declining, 
because you're so busy being drunk or whatever substance you might have, because we can use this for any substance. Um, that is when you're like, that's when there's a red flag, right? That's where it's like, okay, flag on the plane. Let's get some help, but you can get help even at the abuse status, you know, for a lot of people. And then I'm going to end on this topic. A lot of people, um, they are in the abuse range, right? but they are using it as a coping skill. And so that's, that's the red flag right there where you just want to say, okay, it's not that I necessarily have a problem with alcohol, but I've now, you know, replaced my ability to cope with life and my emotions and feelings and my thoughts with alcohol and alcohol is not BC powder. It's not Pedialyte. <laughs> it's yeah. that is not, it's not yeah. the same. It's not, you can't use it. As, it's not healing. It's not a vitamin. It's not a herb. No. So just consider it like that. No, um, I love that. That's such yeah. a good way to think about that and good stages to kind of like recognize that in yourself yeah. and others too. Yes. Um, yes. Cause you know, and they, speak up. Yeah. That's a good point about others, right? A lot of times we're afraid and we're like, that's not my business, but if this is someone personal to you, it yeah. is your business. Yeah. It's time it's okay. to like tell your friends and like doing mental health check-ins. And then we can kind of go into more of like the, I think like the self like the next topic I'd love to talk about is just like yeah. self-love yes. self-importance yes and, um because when you and I first started working together you know really a lot of my stuff you know I run two businesses that yes. uh, are event-based and in a pandemic so you know refocusing mm-hmm. my business refocusing how I um how I navigate the world through this new normal yes and then you know that on top of, you know, that was, and we got some great tips going through that, but then yeah. faced with the brick wall, unexpected, not only breakup with the love of my life, but the mm. fact that he cheated on me with someone mm-hmm. in this industry and it had been going on behind my back for months. And it's horrifying. It's just something that just the layers of disappointment, the heartbreak on top of that, the, you know, working in this industry, um, Mm -hmm. just, just that all together was just so overwhelming and I'll probably start crying. It's, it's okay. Just have to be honest and authentic because I know there's other people who I'm not the first person to have been cheated on. I'm not the first person to have gone through heartbreak. So I think just being honest about what I'm going through, um, Without naming names, of course. Right. This isn't to drag anybody. Without being petty. This isn't about anybody else except me. It's about like being honest with what I've been going through. Um, Yeah. And so, um, because I know you do a lot with like relationships and Mm -hmm. and people. So Mm -hmm. when you have people who have gone through something like this, what are... What are the first steps? Like, what are your mm-hmm. first advice? What's the first advice you give to these people going through something so traumatic? Right. So I actually listed five things, but I'm going to start with the, with that first question, okay. which is breathe. Yes. Oh God. I need to breathe right now. <laughs> Turning hey. the beat red. <sighs> you, you look fine. I'm so scared but to it's talk so... about this because it's so embarrassing, but it's, yes. it's, it's I, I have to be honest about it. Yes. It's your physical, right? Your, mm-hmm. your physiological response to something that's, you know, really emotional for you and very vulnerable. Um, but that's also so needed and it's healing in that process of you even like just 
vomiting it out, you know, just saying what it is that you feel and how horrible it's been. And it's going to be so helpful for others who are listening just to feel, you know, supported. Exactly. I mean, heartbreak is happening around the world for various reasons. Right. But um, in this case, you know, in your scenario, we're talking about like relational heartbreak, you know, intimate relationships with others, loved ones, people we care about and like our world, you know, connects. And when you lose that, it is devastating. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of, we just, you know, we internalize it, right? We just mm-hmm. feel emotional. We just want to cry all day. Yep. And so the first step is breathing, right? Mm-hmm. Just remember to just continue to take some deep breaths. Cause a lot of times we just kind of hold, we just hold things, you know? Um, and so breathing allows us to release. It may allow some tears to come that haven't came at all. Um, it may allow some anger to come down. It may allow whatever feelings that need to process out, you want to bring those down. So the first step to that after you're breathing, right? Well, the second step is going to be to give yourself some time. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we just want the feeling to be over. And Caroline, we have talked about this. Oh my gosh. I'm like, please give me all 10 steps that I can do right now to be over this fucking heartbreak. My guys, it's been ripped out of my asshole and stomped on. Help me. Caroline, you guys is like, where is the book? (laughs) <laughs> for this particular chapter in life. And, and I need it to be complete detailed and outlined with all steps they're in that will lead me to the desired end of being over it. Yep. And the reality is, you know, the chapter looks different for everybody, guys. You know, some of you who may be listening are, you know, you had a breakup maybe a few months ago, and now you're like totally renewed, refilled and, and oh. ready to like pounce on the next thing. And others, you know, it could have been a year ago and you're still just so heartbroken. Even having this conversation, you know, you're feeling the emotions of what we're talking about. Yeah. And I say that to say that it's all okay. Both time frames are okay because it's appropriate for wherever you are at in your journey. A lot of times, any loss we have, grief that we experience, requires us to look at ourselves and look at our relationship with ourselves and where we're going, like where we, where we are, where we've been and where we want to go to. Right. Yeah. So that leads to that next step, which is like spending time with yourself so that you can reflect so that you, it's not just so that you're like more lonely. I, you know, I'm not saying spend time alone mm-hmm. c- crying into a pillow every day, but if that's what you need to do to have some self-reflection, then do it. Yeah. Um, and when you're reflecting, The next step is identify what you need. Take a piece of paper, take your phone, whatever, and identify what is it that you need? What is it that you thought you got out of that relationship that maybe really wasn't as fulfilling as you thought? What is it that you maybe like sacrificed or really didn't think about before? And then you were like, oh yeah, I was kind of missing this. You know, even those little things that we downplay because, you know, again, you want to compromise in your relationship. You want to make sure that the other person's, you know, you're hearing each other's desires and you're being flexible to each other. Those are the things you want to think about. And then the third step would be forgive yourself. Now, I don't know, you guys probably thought I was going to say forgive the other person. And I (laughs) not there yet. Not there yet. That takes that's like like the last step, right? It is something (laughs) that you do want to work towards. But the reality is forgiving yourself is the first step. I mean, before you even get to forgiving the other person. And the reason I say that Caroline and I've mm-hmm. talked on this as well is because a lot of times we feel like, what did I do wrong? You know, what, what yeah. was it about me that made this person leave? But the, you know, the reality is it's not about you. <laughs> it is about you, but it's not about you. You know, that person made that decision to do those things to you because they're dealing with their own brokenness and, mm-hmm. you know, 
horribleness that they need to work through, whether they've seen the light after this situation with you or not, is not the point, you know, you have to let them go on their own path, but for you, right. To feel grace for yourself, to love yourself again, the way you deserve, because clearly they don't know how to do that. You have to forgive yourself and you've got to give yourself that grace to say, you know what, like I'm enough, I'm worthy whether, you know, Stomo Blow understood that or not. And even if the breakup was mutual, right? Mm-hmm. We still have to forgive ourselves. Or if you're the one who broke up yeah. the, with the relationship. I've I, been I, in that I, position too, and it's not fine. I have too. It's not. It's necessary. You have your reasons. Yes. And your reasons should be valid enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's okay that you weren't perfect and you couldn't just maintain this relationship. It wasn't for you. And so you had to make that decision. And then the last two things. So um, four is to be honest with yourself and with others. Kind of going back to like, we keep talking about validating our feelings. Like once we've identified how we're feeling or when things come up, just keep it real. Like what you're doing on this podcast right now, Karen, like you were being honest with your, your, with your feelings and you're being honest with us about them. Yeah. Um, because that reality check is also necessary for you to hear. It's almost like you need to verbalize the reality of the situation. So you can start to get to that acceptance of this wasn't healthy for me anyway. So why am I holding on to it? You know? Um, So I need to move forward. And then the last thing is setting and keeping boundaries. Well, actually there's one more thing, setting, keep boundaries. So that goes back to deleting people Mm -hmm. if you need to, or blocking folks on the gram or on Facebook. And that also guys sometimes goes to their network, right? Because sometimes we've become friends with friends, a friends who are connected to that person. And you guys honestly may not have even been that close. You're really only friends because of the person you were with. It's okay if you need to even block some people in the network, because you know, going on their page, you're going to see so-and-so's page and you're going to be more likely to like follow them through (laughs) that friend. And anything that you know is going to be an unnecessary distraction to your healing. It is okay to cut off, throw the items away that they gave you that were so amazing. If it was expensive, sell it, you know, re-gift it to someone who could use it. Like don't hold on just for the sake of like monetary value or anything that's not serving you. Well, and the hardest part, because I think I like had just like one of our sessions that was the hardest was when I had just thrown away our house plan that he drew for us. Like, you know, that like that was like the future that we were building together. And, you know, it's okay. I'm going to cry about it. But it's okay. You know, it's because it's not just the loss of the person. It's the Mm -hmm. loss of the future. Yes. So. Yes. Putting that in the trash was hard, you know, because mm-hmm. that was the future we were building together. Mm-hmm. It was, mm-hmm. you know, how we were going to move forward. And, yeah. you know, um, accepting that that wasn't going to happen is, mm-hmm. is hard. And, mm-hmm. you know, accepting that I have to build a new future is hard. It's exciting, but still very, very, very hard to just detach from every fiber. It's like thread by thread. You know, you can't mm-hmm. just do a clean cut sometimes. It's hard. No, it is so hard. And letting go. So that's perfect because it segues to the one of the last two things I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Let go of the fantasy. Yes. And, it, and I know in the moment, right, when we were in that relationship, it wasn't a fantasy. This was real. Like, this is what was going to happen for our future. We were in this. Yes. So I'm not saying that the relationship or the experience of it was a fantasy, but let go of those that residual is the fantasy, right? right. Of like, this is, these are the dreams we were going to ha- have. And right. the reality is you're not, mm-hmm. you know, that's that hard truth that no one loves to hear, but it, we all need to hear it. 
you're not having it, right? Yes. The dream is the dream has eroded. Yep. So stop picking up the rubble and holding on to it. Like one day, this is going to be the house that we had, you know, yes. it's not because you know what? There's a bigger and better house ahead of you yes, with someone. House. <laughs> yes. Who, right. With your name on it. And that's for you. And so when we're holding on to the rubble, we're missing the house that's being built for us down the freaking street. Right. You know what I mean? That's better than the house for your example, because I'm just using it. It's true. It's better than the house plan, you know, that you guys had. Yep. So focus on, let go of the fantasy and embrace what is right. Mm-hmm. And what can still be, um, you know, the dreams and hopes you have ahead. So you said that like perfectly. Oh, oh my goodness. You've been you. listening. You've been listening. I, in I listen to you all the time <laughs> and you're so good at checking me on like my avoidance and like <laughs> things that I know that I need to go through because really just like looking in the mirror mm-hmm. is hard. Like looking in the mirror and realizing that like, yes, I got cheated on. Yes. It was with, you know, someone in this industry who was engaged as well and it's messy and it's gross. And I am disgusted that I'm involved, that I was involved Mm -hmm. in any way. I did nothing Mm -hmm. to ask for this, but. And totally unbeknownst to you, just blind. But also like, I can't just be a victim to it. It's correct. It's yes, it happened, but like the only way to move forward is being honest with like, yes, this happened, but I am responsible for what happens moving forward. I can't blame my life not turning out the way I want it to on this. Correct. Correct. Exactly. Because only thing that that does is keep you stuck. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we definitely get into that pattern of blame, right? And what should have been and like or the shoulda, coulda, what is of our life. And it's just so disabling, you know, and limiting. And it's it's not serving you to take you to the next place that you have room to go. You know, that relationship, that situation didn't stop you from being alive, right? It didn't right. stop your business. It didn't stop this awesome podcast that we're on right now. Like exactly. there are so many things still happening. And so we have to really hold on to those things like never before when yeah. we're in that state. And you also made a good point too about you just grieve different things. So I always say this to you and I'm going to say it for everyone else as well. Like, remember that when we're letting go of something, whether it's like old behaviors, grief, hardship, trauma, anything we're letting go of, that you have different levels of grieving it. A lot of times we attribute grief to only death of like love of loved ones or death of someone we cared about, but grief isn't, can be a loss of anything in our life that we cherished, right? right? It could be a loss of a job that you really loved. You know, it could be loss of your dog, your cat. It could be loss of your favorite, you know, uh, self-care cushy tool. <laughs> oh my gosh. One of my, like my your, favorite slimes. Your slime, slime that, that you use. Oops, oh gosh, yes. Uh, my yes. slime dried up the other day. So I have to order a new slime. And uh, right. And so you could be having a moment about that. Cause yes. you're like, Oh, I don't have my slime today. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Grief comes in all shapes, sizes, and forms. And so remember guys, when we're feeling some type of way about something, we just need to allow ourselves to have that, you know, notice what it is, figure out what it's attributed to, and then figure out what we want to do to, you know, bring peace back to us, bring hope, bring joy back into our world, but don't be afraid of the grief. Let that grief Mm -hmm. take place so that it can show you what you're missing. So it can remind you of your value. So you can be, you know, reminded of the things that you do care about. And what do you want to do with those things that you care about? Right now I've had that reflection. Now what? Um, But a lot of times when we don't allow that, when we're just like, no, it's okay. Everything's okay. 
we're not being honest. We're not allowing ourselves to really come to that full realization of what really is going to be make things okay. Um, we're just kind of like stuffing and, you know, band bandaid covering, you know, a wound that needs to breathe. And then the last thing I want to say is stop comparing yourself to other people. Yes to their journeys, to their life, to their greatness. Another reason why it's great to take a break from social media, right? Because I'm sure in this time when you're like heartbroken and then you scroll through the feed and every person's married and in love and engaged and having a baby and buying a house, you know, it's like, how can you even heal when that's all that you're facing and thinking about? So that's the other thing when it comes to like getting over heartbreak. I think that's, that's, it's so true. And I've been taking all of this advice daily. And, you know, I, sometimes I have days where I'm doing great. And other mm-hmm. times I go through all the five stages of dre- grief before I had my fucking coffee. Yes. So in bed. It's, yes. And, um, you know, I'll have to be like, okay, our session's going to be from my bed desk today. So yes, it's just, you know, I have to be forgiving hey. with myself and anybody going through it. That's a great point, Caroline. I think for others to hear, we've talked about before, like, when you are stuck, right, and you know life still has to go on, then we just need to kind of minimize things and take it one step, one hour, mm-hmm. one minute at a time. You know what I mean? Because, like, clearly you still had business that needed to be handled yep. while dealing with your emotions. And, like, we all have of those course. days, right? Mm-hmm. It's absolutely, like, draining and excruciating. But if that meant answering a few more emails from your bed, you know what I mean, instead of getting up and going down to your desk, then do what needs to be done while still honoring your own self-care. Yeah. And the the example you gave me last week in our session was my favorite example. It was like the tangled up headphones. Yes, I'm poor. I can't afford AirPods yet. Sue me. Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) So you have the tangled up headphones. So you don't just pull at them to try and get them. You do Mm -hmm. one little loop at a time yes. to get it. And that has been something that I have focused yes. on since we talked about it because it's yeah. overwhelming. You know, I run two mm-hmm. businesses. The other business has seven film festivals. You know, there's constant emails coming in. And then on top of that, just the emotional trauma of not wanting to get out of bed some days is exactly so just taking one little step at a time, like okay, like don't overcommit to things. Don't, Mm -hmm. you know, and there, I know that there's a lot of people out there who are entrepreneurs who are, who do run their own businesses. And just, you know, I hope that this information is, is helpful for anybody going through it Mm -hmm. that like, I can't just take a mental health day. I, you know, and when you run a business, you can't just be like, oh, sorry guys. Like (laughs) I'm just not going to show up today. It's like, no, fuck. You've got to, I mean, I could have a freaking pair of scissors right. hanging out of my chest <laughs> and I would still have to show up to my film festival. So Exactly. It's um and then so yes, it's 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 a hard thing to go through, but you know, just handling the one step at a time has just been so helpful for, for me personally. And I know it's I'm so glad for other people. Absolutely. And it's a, every advice I give, right. is something I'm also talking to myself about. So I'm not out here just throwing out like all these amazing ideas and not, you know, practice, practically trying them, you know, and testing them out for me as well. Mm -hmm. So I love that that resonated with you. And I I definitely am glad you brought it up. Hope it's helpful to someone else as well. Of course. And then um, the last question I have for you is about closure. Yes. Um, Sometimes in certain instances, I think particularly with mine, it's not healthy for me to seek out closure from this person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What, how do you 
recommend people creating closure for themselves when they're not going to get what they want in that from the other right wrapped up box yes great point one guys let's be realistic right closure may not happen right you know this idea of like closure um like like caroline saying in this package that just feels so complete like an end to a like rom-com <laughs> that is not life you know there are a lot of things that are still open-ended or as i as i say like questions that need answers you know that just no one just knows the answer to um and let's accept that right let's be okay with that and like caroline said and what we've been working on is okay, I can't expect it from him. I can't expect it from them, but I can at least try to find a way for myself to feel like I've closed this chapter. And so one of the steps is going back again to that forgiveness piece, you know, forgiving you um, and working towards forgiving them. Remember guys that forgiveness is not for the other person. You know, it's not to like give them this like free pass on being horrible. It is... (laughs) It is about you. It really is. It is releasing them so that you can move forward. So by me saying, I forgive you so-and-so for this doesn't mean I forgot. Doesn't mean I'm going to allow you to mistreat me again, because remember we've set boundaries now, right? We've got all these things in place. It just says, I'm, I'm no longer going to allow your choices and your actions to control my emotions and the way I see myself, the way I move through the world, you know, the way I treat others. That is forgiveness. I'm not going to allow what you did to hurt me to continue to harm me. I'm taking that knife out of my chest. I have sewn myself up mm-hmm. or going to your local therapist for, you know, treatment and <laughs> you are moving forward. And so that's step one. Another piece is with closure is that you have to allow yourself to rebuild trust for others, right? Because a lot of times when we are hurt, you know, you just look at the world differently, right? You're like, I can't trust anybody. Like no one's going to be right. Do, do me right. Um, and you have to give yourself again, that, that T word, you got to give yourself time for that. Yes. So trust is, is so easily squandered. It can be like really large. And then like, once it's gone, it just seems like it just all disappeared. Right. Yeah. And so you have to think of trust, like you're kind of refilling up like a jug of water, but like with a drop with a dropper. <laughs> so you're dropping trust like in droplets back into this, into this jug. And when I say trust guys, I'm talking about not just trust for others, but trust in yourself, right? Trust in your own judgment. That's towards closure as, as well, but that's not something that happens like overnight. You know, you have to take your time to, to, to let that build back in and fill back up that trust jug within your own self. Um, and that comes with, with risk that comes with trial and error that comes with seeing things that might be a little sketchy through, um, you know, because you're just doubtful. Um, and then the other thing I like to say is if you are like a spiritual person, if you're a person who believes in God or has spiritual practices, that is also really key in helping find closure and healing in a way to move forward. You know, I always encourage my clients to rely on those areas of their, of their life for that, supernatural, you know, support that, that you need. Um, so prayer, meditation, yoga, um, singing affirmations, like anything of those natures, you know, can, can be very like spiritually connecting and very like, um, healing, you know, internally to create that space of, of closure. So those are my suggestions. Wow. That's, it's, that's, it's really helpful because I think that it is, uh, I'm, I am very grateful that I had you 
to be able to go through this. It's still a struggle every day. And I know mm-hmm. our session this week, I'll probably talk about it. And, and you know, last time I was like, all right, we have 10 minutes and that's all I'm allowed to talk about. This. And then we have <laughs> yes. to move on to other shit. I know. <laughs> you're like I'm not talking about this anymore and then then there's another session where it's like that's what we need to talk about like and it's just and like like you said being forgiving of yourself yes to a place where and yes that forgiveness is hard um Mm -hmm. I'm not in that place yet that's okay because it's 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 hurtful you know people Mm -hmm. that you trusted you know and I know the person Mm -hmm. that he did it with Mm-hmm. It was a person that was trying to get on my podcast and trying to play buddy buddy with me. And mm-hmm. when you encounter something like that and yeah. have your trust broken like that, it's hard. And, you know, like, again, like, it's not that they deserve my forgiveness. It's more that, like, I have to to move past it in a way that it doesn't consume me and what I'm doing right. or affect me. So, right. Yeah. Oh, I had one more idea yes. too with closure. Sometimes it also means. Going back to kind of what we listed before, right. you know, letting go, letting things go that connect you to that person can be a great step to closing yes. out, you know, that department of your life in that area. But also um, sometimes writing, you know, a letter um, it, that's not going to be sent to that person, but right. just to let out those those last um, thoughts and feelings that might still be lingering after you've given yourself time to process. And I, and I, I want to emphasize after you've given yourself time to process, because a lot of times in the beginning, when we're hurt by something, it's, you know, met with a lot of fleeting emotions. Right. So allow some things to resolve. And then if you, if you kind of find that after all those other things have fallen, you still have kind of like a, a list of things that just don't seem to find, you can't find peace for, Yeah. You know, if the other ways I suggested just don't seem to work, then writing something down, writing those things down, either in a letter format or in a listing way. um, And and then after that, like reading it out loud and destroying it, letting it go and sending it to the atmosphere where it's supposed to be, you know. So I say, throw it away. That's my assignment this week. And I, it is, I haven't started it yet. I will be honest, but it's it's something that I've been, and it's, you know, surprise, surprise. I'm, uh, I've learned that I have an avoidant personality. Um, Oh, how did we not know this? What? Yes. I I did not know this before I started seeing you. So, um, but it's just, it's more like, I just want to make sure that I, I'm in the mm-hmm. right headspace for it too, because you know I sure. feel like I'm still on that roller coaster of emotions. But yeah, it's it's part of it. Just again, being forgiving of myself, being forgiving of of what I need to do to get better, and anybody else that's going through this, it's okay. Yes. Like you're not fucking up. You're not yep. a bad person. You're not the crazy ex girlfriend. It's just yes. you have to do what gets you through this to survive, and what makes you better on the other side of this. Correct. Correct. And again, do not look for them to fix how you feel. Ooh, you know, it'd be nice oh, to get the apology, oh, God. <laughs> you know, yeah. but again, like that goes back to that closure piece. Like that may not be what you get. Mm-mm. You may not ever hear them say, I'm sorry. And they take acceptance for their choices. Yeah. You know? Um, and so again, you can't let that, you can't let that stop, let that stop you from moving forward. Yeah, it's true. I am just so grateful and thank you for thank you for coming onto the podcast and talking about this, giving me space to talk about it. I feel like, you know, like we were talking about with social media, there's so mm-hmm. many things on there that are so fake and everybody only talks about the good stuff. So yes. I, I want to be I'm able sorry, that's my dog. Oh, that's- <laughs> 
I want and I want to be able to let people know that like yes I run this beer page and it looks like so much fun and I'm always smiling but right. that's on that's I show you the good stuff but also there's some bad stuff too mm-hmm. I don't want to mm-hmm. overwhelm you with the bad stuff because you know it is a podcast about beer but <laughs> we could stay on here for two more hours and talk about that <laughs> right but I think it's important to I'm a human and I go through shitty shit like absolutely everybody, and I really hope that this helps other people that have been through this or are going through this. Um, and, yes. Yeah. And I really appreciate you um, coming on to talk about that and um, just mental health in general. I think Thank that you. this is just such an amazing topic for us to talk about right now because this industry, especially the alcohol industry, especially mm-hmm. anybody in the service industry or mm-hmm. a lot of people that listen to my podcast this year has been so tough. So I want people mm-hmm. to be able to check in with themselves and yes. if they can seek professional help, like I think that they should. And a uh, final Agreed. question, who do you think should go to therapy? Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> every person, everyone. literally everybody, everyone can benefit from it. And sometimes it's just at a different season of your life, right? Mm-hmm. It may not be you need it forever. There are people who have residential therapists in their life, you know, who they see, you know, every month, every week. And then some people have that therapist that they go to, like I say, like a mechanic, right? When you need a tune-up, when you need an oil change, when you need, mm-hmm. you know, a checkup, um, you go just like to the doctor, you, you call your therapist. And so I think everyone should have one, you know, in their phone that they can reach out to when they do have a, a you know, that time in their life that comes up. Or if there's someone who really does benefit from just having that consistent um, person to, to maintain contact with. So no one is not without, you know, is without that yeah. requirement or benefit. I think that's great. Cause it's, it's true. We all need it. It's, and it, cause like I said before, like when I first started going to you, it was like for completely different things mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. It was more about like balancing my career and my personal yeah. life and yeah. making sure I was on track. And then this, you know, we weren't even out of right nowhere. So, out of nowhere. Um, so it's good to have someone that you talk to so you can, like even when things are good, but then also when a crisis comes up, you have someone. Um, yes, yes. And it's so important. And then, so how can we keep in touch with you? How do we yes. know about you? If anybody wants to come see you, how do we get your info? Sure. So I'm on BetterHelp, guys, which is a platform I absolutely love. And no, I'm not being paid to do this. But if anyone on BetterHelp is hearing me, <laughs> send me a check. Yeah. I will. <laughs> but I. <laughs> yes. And Carol in the podcast, like, let's just make this a thing. I know. <laughs> um, but seriously, guys, and I'm, I'm sure Caroline, you can attest to this. Like, I really do love, you know, what platform, uh, the platform BetterHelp has created here. And so you can easily find me on there. Um, I have, I've given my link to Caroline too, to, I guess, I'll put, put it in, the, in the show notes. Yeah. In the show notes. But just so you guys can know, you just go to www.betterhelp.com and then it's forward slash Micah, M-Y-C-A-H with a dash and then Whiting, W-H-I-T-I-N-G. And that's how you get to my direct page. So you can select me to work with me. Um, But, you know, even if you just want to see what other therapists are out there, you know, just log on, guys, just get in there. It's really easy to get started. I'm sure Caroline can attest to that. Mm -hmm. And then they and they select people, you know, who they think will align with your, you know, interest. 
um, in, in what's important to you. And then you go from there. And honestly, if you don't feel that person, if you're not liking that counselor, even if you, tr- if you try me and you're like, eh, it's okay, not exactly my vibe, yeah, right. you can always switch to another you can always switch to another counselor, you know, and it's no, it's no big deal. No biggie. You know, they'll just notify us and move on to the next. So <laughs> we do, we are very caring and we definitely care about you, but there are thousands of therapists on this platform who are, who I believe, you know, are actually like me. We've had chances to meet each other. So I, I, I can testify that there are good therapists out there, not just my wonderful self that can help you, <laughs> that can help you. So give it a try. And there, you know, there are other platforms out there, guys, but, you know, I got to post what I'm on. So um, better help is, yeah. It's amazing. I love it. I talk to you on my phone. I can video chat you and we text, you know. Yeah. All the time. You can message. So I send you funny memes all the time through the through the app. So Yeah. We can even do phone sessions too. Like if you're ever a person who doesn't want to do the video call, you can always just call me if you're oh, just nice. like on the go. Yeah. So there's so and you can do a live chat feature too. If you're the type who's like a little averse altogether, you're like, I just kind of want to start here. We can just like come on at the same time and live chat. That's pretty cool. I like mm-hmm. that. Very awesome. nice. Well, thank you again so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It was a fun, so fun. Yes. And next time I like, I need like my little taste flight of. Of beer. Beers. I know. I have so many beers. Okay. So I'll make a list of beers for you. Okay. Yes. I will have you try all the beers and see which ones you like. Okay. Yes. yes. Awesome. <laughs> I would love to do that. Perfect. <laughs> everyone Micah Whiting what an amazing human being such an amazing therapist and she's incredible at what she does so very grateful that she came onto the podcast today to give us all of that helpful information I hope it's helpful for you if you have any questions about today's episode please email me at caroline at bitchbeerpodcast.com I'd love to hear from you with any questions that you have or even advice I could use all the advice that I can get or if you're going through something similar again reach out to me you're not alone I promise this is this is Life is shitty sometimes, and it's really just about how we connect with each other. One of my favorite quotes quotes that I've seen recently is, it's okay to not be okay. Just don't give up. Don't give up. It's We have to keep going. I know it feels like we don't want to sometimes, but this is all we have. So take care of yourself. And um, also, I have a link on my Instagram profile that will take you straight to the BetterHelp site, and it will give you a free week. Now, this is not an ad. I'm not being sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, although, if BetterHelp wants to sponsor me, hey, that'd be great. I'm totally down for that. <laughs> Don't know if I'm famous enough yet to be sponsored by BetterHelp, but I'll take it. <laughs> but thank you all again so much for listening. I'm so grateful for you all. And until next time, cheers. See